Hello, welcome to The Honest Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob, and this is a spicy video about a regiment of renown from The Mad King Rises, book four. Let me tell you, this one is... <laughs> this one's good. This one's strong, as they say. So this is all about Catacross. Catacross and the Scions of the Necropolis. Like we've been talking about in all of the other videos, these regiments of renown are snapshots of an army in a part of the story that's going on in the ongoing Dawnbringer Crusade books, uh, which is the our narrative kind of series of books leading up to the launch of 4th edition where we're going to see Stormcast battle it out against Skaven. So this is the conclusion, effectively, of Age of Sigmar 3, or the pre-story before Age of Sigmar 4, whichever way you look at it. In this part of our story, Nagash has got his different lieutenants, the Mortarchs, battling it out against each other to work out which one's the best, and also to enact some of his grand and classic schemes. Now, it's kind of interesting, because I would say one of his most loyal has to be Catacross. Catacross has been a soldier and a general for him for his entire kind of life, even in his undeath. That's been his goal. So Catacross returning after he was imprisoned for a long time uh, and being the leader, it makes sense that Nagash would be more loyal to him, but Nagash is not loyal to anyone. Anyway, so let's look at what Nagash's, uh, not Nagash's, sorry, uh, Catacross's regiment of renown is. So, uh, so Scions of the Necropolis. Scions of the Necropolis. And this is in this is Catacross himself, the big bad himself, and then two units of three Immortus Guard. One of the things I do like about this particular regiment of renown is that it's, this would be pretty easy to build and paint. Catacross isn't easy to build and paint, don't get me wrong. But as a project, it's pretty fun. I buy Catacross, I buy two units of uh, pretty cool-looking you know, elite infantry, and I paint them up. It's pretty fun. Anyway. Uh, so what do you get? The whole unit gets a six-up ward save, or all of the units inside of the regiment get a six-up ward save, which is quite nice. And then you've also got Bulwark of the Necropolis. And this is crazy. Enemy models that have a wounds characteristic of three or less cannot contest objectives while they're within six inches of any models in this regiment of renown. Now, the range isn't particularly big, and it's not enemy units, it's enemy models that have a wounds characteristic of three or less. So you're going to need these guys to be very close to some enemy units. However, if you do stand three Immortus Guard on an objective, that six-inch range is going to affect quite a large portion of an objective's area, which is six inches from the middle of the objective. So it's going to affect quite a lot, in my personal opinion. And when we talk about it in a moment, they're incredibly tough to get rid of, as is Catacross. Now, the interesting thing about this Regiment of Renown as well is that it's really cheap. It's not it's not cheap in of itself. It comes in at 750 points. But if you were to buy those models individually points-wise in an OCR Bone Reaper's army, it would come to 960 points. So you're making a 210-point saving on this uh, set of models compared to if you were taking them inside OCR Bone Reapers. I forgot to mention that. Obviously, this Regiment Renown can only be taken in non-OCR Bone Reaper death armies. So Flesh Eater Courts, Soblight Grave Lords, and Nighthaunt is where you take this Regiment Renown. You can't play it inside of its own uh, army, so inside OCR Bone Reapers, because that's how Regiments of Renown work. So it's very, very strong, um, and it's also crazy cheap. It's easily the cheapest one. Um, like for points reduction. So I can see this being really, really popular, to be honest. Okay, so if we go and look at what Catacross does, 
Cowcross is a big beat stick. He's very slow, moves four inches, but has got 20 wounds with a three-up armor save. Now, probably before I get into it, I should just jump straight over to his command ability that it has on his war scroll. He uses Supreme Lord of the Bone Reaper Legions, and you use this command ability in your hero phase as long as he's not in combat. If this unit is, um, this unit must receive the command, and until your next hero phase, you add one to hit rolls and also save rolls uh, for OCR Bone Reaper units wholly within 24 inches of this unit. So this means effectively himself and also the Immortus Guard are going to get plus one to hit and plus one save. And this is what's going to make them that much more tanky when you also add on the six up ward save that comes with the unit. This is really good, actually, because they want to be stood on objectives, denying you the ability to score the objectives. Denying people the ability to score objectives is actually quite rare. And this is very good because it's units with three wounds or less. And that's most units in the game. Okay, in melee, he's actually pretty good um, with his Indicat, which is damage three. And it either has one attack or four attacks. Uh, and the Shield Immortus, same, has either got one attack or four attacks that do damage two. They're hitting on threes, they're wounding on threes, and they've got really good rend, rend three or rend two. But if they're engaged in combat with a hero, thanks to the um, do-nothing-this-one's-mine, use the bottom row of this unit's damage table while it's within three inches of enemy heroes. So basically, he's rubbish at fighting troops because they're beneath him, but if you fight enemy heroes, it's very, very good. Then he's got just a great set of other abilities. He's got the Prime Necrophorus. Once per turn, this unit can issue a command to a friendly Bone Reaper unit, anyone on the battlefield without a command point being spent. He's got the... Uh, the Gnosis Scrollbearer, at the start of hero phase, pick one enemy unit on the battlefield until your next hero phase, subtract one from hit rolls for attacks made by that unit, the target-friendly OCR Bone Reapers units. So you might as well to hit, but only against their units. But like we've said, the reason that we want to take this kind of build is we want to make it so we stand on objectives and our opponent doesn't kill us, and then we just keep scoring points. And this feels like this is really good for making that happen. Then you've got the Aviarch Spymaster, once per turn, roll a dice. When your opponent receives a command point, and then on a 5+, plus, that come on point is lost. So, 5 points, steal a CP off the enemy, really, really good. Uh, then you have um, the ability to potentially return on a 4+, plus, one of the Immortus, guards that, uh, Immortus Guard that dies, thanks to the Mortark of Necropolis. And he's also got another command ability, so if you do end up locked in combat, where you can add plus 1 attack to a friendly OCR, OCR Bone Reaper unit that's within range. So, all in all... He's a great force multiplier piece, generally, unless he's ended up fighting a hero. And when he is fighting a hero, he's actually very, very effective and can do a lot of damage and be very, very good. But then as soon as he is in combat, he's not going to be able to add his plus one save aura, which is going to make them more defensive. But he himself, 20 wounds on a two-up armor save, thanks to the command ability, finest hour, all-out defense, mystic shields, effectively unrendable, and then a six-up ward save. Very tough to get rid of, in my personal opinion. Then two units of three Immortus Guard. Immortus Guard. They're three models per unit with five wounds each on a three-up save. But thanks to Catacross, it's going to be a two-up save, which is very, very strong. Uh, and then they have three attacks in combat, which hit on threes. But thanks to Catacross, hit on twos. Wound on threes. Rend two. Damage two. Which is pretty good. It's pretty good. It, you know, in the right situation, you could potentially have them have four attacks thanks to Cat Cross, but then they'd be losing a plus one to hit. Um, now, there are ways in OCR Bone Reaper armies to make this unit that much more offensive. You can add to the rend, which is going to make them do a lot more damage. So I think that's going to be the conversation people have. But ultimately, this unit isn't really there to kill stuff. 
This unit's job is to survive, which with 15 wounds on a two-up armor save and a six-up ward save, feels like it's going to survive quite a while. And its job is to make it so you can't score um, you can't score on objectives. That's its goal. And because of that, they've got some uh, pretty cool other things. They've got Crushing Assault. You can use this command ability once per battle. After this unit's fought for the first time, in the combat phase, the command can only be issued by a model in this unit. This unit can fight for a second time. So in the turn in which you do definitely want to push a unit off an objective or clear a load of wounds off a unit or whatever, they do have the ability to fight again. It's going to take them up to 18 attacks. Uh, from the whole unit, threes and threes, rend two, damage two. It's quite good. It's quite a lot. Give them plus one to hit. It's going to be twos and threes. That feels like that's very effective. They're going to have a two-up save. Um, uh, yes, they aren't going to have some OCR Bone Reapers, like Phil has pointed out in the chat. They're not going to have some OCR Bone Reaper command abilities, like you won't be able to have a five-up ward save, as an example, which is going to make them less defensive, for sure. For sure. But the important point to talk about with this Regiment Renown is what army will it work well inside of? That's kind of the point. Are there armies that struggle to grab objectives? A good example, in my personal opinion, would be Soulblight Gravelords. I don't think they struggle to put bodies on an objective. And so I wouldn't really think about putting them inside of there unless I wanted to run something that had some great counterpunch, like some Vampire Lords or some Vengori Lords, you know, where I have a lot less models on the board for holding objectives, but I'm really relying on doing a lot of damage, which is what a Vampire Lord is good for, um, a Manfred would be particularly good for as an example as well like you could do that in Sword Grave Gravelords and make it so you don't have lots of bodies but then you have lots of output which I think could be really interesting as well uh, if you were to take them in Nighthaunt the same thing again you could use these as kind of like lodestones around which you hold objectives while Nighthaunt models are charging in wiping units out and then charging you know retreating and charging and running around the board I think that's an interesting take same for Flesh Eater Courts Flesh Eater Courts are not particularly good other than Ushran and standing and getting hit because they have weak armor saves they normally die and they return so this resolves that problem and instead you could just take big punchy killer units that are going to charge in once units get stuck on the Immortus Guard and fighting them in combat, which I think is fun as well. So lots of different combos. Not necessarily certain you're ever going to take it, but just generally, again, like all of these regiments are renowned, an interesting kind of thought exercise. It's probably going to go away with 4th edition. Not really sure. Uh, so, it, it, you know, it's just something fun and available. And I'd love to know what you think. Let me know in the comments below. Thanks to everyone on the OSWM Patreon. Thanks to everyone on the Twitch chat. Have the best day.